Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast, episode 205. Today, we are talking about how to decide when to just take the job that's in front of you and when to hold out for your dream job. It's a big conundrum that I see a lot of job seekers facing, either when you're at a job you like but you don't love, or you're on a job search that you are sick of being on and you are ready to settle, and it is hard to maintain that commitment to keeping your bar high. So today, I really want to break down when to take it, you know, when to take the job that you have in front of you and when to hold out, right? When to really pass it up for something better and really keep the faith that you can hold out for something much better. This is something that the new job search program that I've launched, Hired, our job search accelerator, is really designed to help job seekers do. It's designed to help you keep a high bar and hold out and keep the faith, but also be strategic in how you are approaching the job search with a a focus on boosting your persuasive communication skills and your job seeker skills for the 21st century, but also just retaining a sense of motivation and confidence in what can be a really brutal and often long and grueling job search process. On average, it takes job seekers about five months to land a new job. So just maintaining your confidence and grit and resilience throughout that process can be really tough. And that's why our new program is designed for not only me to give you feedback and to support you in your job search, but really to create community among a small cohort of peers that you meet with every single week. So through weekly video lessons, small assignments that I will be giving you feedback on every single week, and then group calls, and you have the option, of course, for one-on-one calls as well, but group calls to keep your motivation high throughout the entire program. It's designed to help you sustain your drive and not settle. If you're a job seeker and you're interested in learning more, enrollment closes very soon, so head to bossstep.org slash hired to learn more. So here's what I would keep in mind if you are wondering, should I just take this job offer that's in front of me or should I hold out for something better? First, you should take the job that's in front of you. Or another way of saying this is stay in the job you're at (laughs) if the following conditions are true for you. The first condition is if it's a stepping stone job. So if you are dying to get into the startup scene in Palo Alto, and you have traditionally been working in government in Washington, D.C., you know, if you've got a startup job offer from Palo Alto that would get you there, that would get your foot in the door, even if it's not your dream job, maybe the pay is not as great as you hoped, maybe the commute is worse than you would like, or maybe it's just not 100% in alignment with what you had in mind and what you were aiming for, but it helps you get there. It helps you 
make a big career leap and it is absolutely seen as a stepping stone, that might be reason enough to take the job. If it has a clear pathway to where you want to go, there's no shame in taking a stepping stone instead of trying to skip over (laughs) said stepping stone to get to your dream job immediately. I think incremental progress is still progress. So don't feel bad for taking a stepping stone job. That's a perfectly fine reason to do it. Another condition that might lead me to think you should take the job offer in front of you is if you're still very unclear about what your dream job actually looks like. I actually talked about this earlier this month in episode 199, all about the first steps to take for any job search. You need clarity. You need direction before you can execute a plan. So if you are lacking in clarity and you're really not sure what you want, it's hard to hold out for the right job because you don't know what the right job is yet. (laughs) So, you know, doing the work to clarify your goals, that's a big part of hire. That's a big part of working with really any career coach. But if you find yourself totally unclear on what you really want, it's not a bad idea to take the job offer in front of you because what you actually need is time. You need time to test it out and figure it out and try things on for size. And unless you're not in need of a paycheck, it might make sense to take the job in front of you so that you can work to clarify your ultimate goals while working for a paycheck that will support your life. Which actually brings me to the third condition. It's really important to consider and might lead me to advise you to take the job in front of you, which has more to do with your life outside of work than your work itself. When logistics like budget, money, time, location are not on your side, it's really hard to pass up a job opportunity. So like I mentioned earlier, if you are looking to move from D.C. to Palo Alto and you get a job in Palo Alto, it might make sense to take the job because it gets you closer to where you're aiming ultimately. If you are running out of money completely and you need a job to pay the bills, which I always call a bridge job, Take the damn bridge job. It is a privilege to pass on a job opportunity. And sometimes you might find yourself with that privilege, in which case, feel free to use it. But if you are not currently in a financial position to pass on a job opportunity, it's inadvised, right? And and there are times in our lives when that will be our reality, and that is perfectly fine. If you need to take a job for finances, take the job. Don't don't feel bad about it. Don't feel like it's a cop-out. Know that you can continue your job search on the side, or you can give it six months and then continue your job search. That's fine too. But if you are trying to move across the country or have a baby and you need healthcare, or you are frankly out of cash to fund your your unemployment or to fund your job search continuing without income, those are reasons to honor your reality. Uh, not run from your reality, not stick your head in the sand and get into debt that you can't get out of. So know that if logistics require it, there is no shame in taking the job before you instead of holding out for the perfect opportunity. Now, on the flip side, I would actually encourage you to hold out for a better opportunity or to hold out for your dream job if and when the following different set of conditions are met. One, if you truly feel qualified for your dream job, right? If you know that you are qualified for something better and it's just a matter of time until you get that opportunity, hold out. If you're reaching for a dream job, on the other hand, 
there's no shame in taking a stepping stone job, like I mentioned earlier. But if you feel like you're not reaching, like you're just qualified and it's a matter of time before you find the right opportunity and the right employer that can make use of your qualifications, you might want to hold out and keep the faith a little longer and keep that bar high. Of course, this also requires financing. (laughs) So I would also encourage you to acknowledge that everyone's situation from a personal finance standpoint is different. I have a bajillion different personal finance related podcasts on this show as well that are all great, especially if you're currently living paycheck to paycheck and want to escape that cycle. I have had my own personal financial revolution over the past five years in no small part because of the great women in personal finance who I've met with and mingled with through Bossed Up over the years. Shout out to my personal financial advisor, Chris Caruso, who you can hear on the Bossed Up podcast as well. But take the time to take stock of your actual financial situation. If your budget allows it, feel free to continue your job search. If you are going to debt or if you are truly financially, you know, in a corner, it's okay. Take take the bridge job. You do not need to keep holding out for your dream job. That is A-okay. And you shouldn't feel bad about it either. Like we all need to take care of our basic needs first. And that's really what we all are familiar with, right? We got to work hard for that dollar in today's world. And sometimes... It is not about holding out for your dream job. It's about just getting a damn job so that you can pay your bills. And then then from there, from a position of, of, of stability, then we can aim for those higher needs like fulfillment and self-actualization. But sometimes you just need to make sure your basic needs are met. And that is fine. You know, we ha- I mean, I wish it were easier in our world to get our basic needs met. But there's no need to hold out for your perfect dream job if you are strapped financially. So make sure you've got the budget to allow you to keep a high bar if you're going to continue your job search. I think you should also continue your search and keep the faith if you have clarity on what it is that you're holding out for. It's really easy to fall victim to the grass is always greener syndrome where you've got a job offer in hand, but maybe there's something better out there. It's kind of like the same problem that plagues the world of online dating <laughs> these days, which is there's always something better around the corner. Uh, there's always someone else, you know, and that's always true. And, and too much choice can actually be a problem sometimes for making decisions. So make sure if you are holding out for your dream job, you have clarity on what that dream job is and why it's so important to you to hold out for it. I always come back to this concept when folks are considering taking a job because they're nervous, they've been in the job search and they have this job offer in front of them. It doesn't meet what they were aiming for. They know exactly what they wanted in their dream job. And this still falls short of it, but because they're feeling insecure and they're feeling nervous and you know they're not sure if that dream job is ever going to come to them, they're considering taking this subpar job, not from a place of financial need, but from a place of undue anxiety, right? Just the uncertainty that is inherent in the job search process. And I ask them, if you take this job, will you feel resentful about taking it in three months, six months, nine months, 12 months? And if the answer is yes to any of those questions, you should pass on it. And the reason you should pass on it is because you are essentially saying by taking this job that you will be starting your job search again in three months, six months, nine months, or 12 months. 
So know that if you are clear on your dream job and your finances allow it and you are not cornered into a, into a, you know, into a, into a tough spot where you have to make this decision, if you take a job that doesn't meet what you were actually aiming for and you know you're going to be resentful about it, you know maybe they didn't meet your financial asks, right? Maybe they, in negotiation, they made you feel resentful because they lowballed you and through negotiation were not you weren't able to increase the offer to what you need and what you were aiming for. If you take that job feeling resentful now, I guarantee you, you will be back on the job search in at least 12 months, if not sooner. So know what you're setting yourself up for in that instance. And honestly, statistically, because you are likely to land a new job within the next five months, if you can, right, if you can hold out in that instance financially, you should. Because otherwise, you're going to suffer your way through 12 months of the, I need to at least be here for a year before it looks terrible on my resume and or suffer the consequences of having a short-term job stint on your resume, which we did a whole podcast about with Alexis Parada. I'll link to in the show notes. But truthfully, you need to ask yourself, am I setting myself up for resentment or am I setting myself up for sustainability? And if you're setting yourself up for resentment, don't take the job. One final condition to consider when it comes to taking this job or holding out for something better is your time frame. I like to ask job seekers to really think about how long they would be comfortable being on the job search. Now, maybe this is a job search you're doing on the side while you hold down a full-time job, or maybe it's a job search that you're conducting while collecting unemployment checks or while being unemployed and living off your savings. Only you can determine how long of a job search you would be comfortable with, assuming that you're holding out for a really great opportunity. So one way, other than budget, right, one way besides finances to really think about how much time you can give yourself is to set time limits. You can say to yourself, okay, it's February. I'm going to give myself permission, and I know that my budget allows for this, to be on a full-time job search until the end of June. And at the end of June, you know, if I still don't have something great in hand, then my conditions for taking a job will change. Then I will lower my bar. (laughs) Basically, what I'm saying is that at that point, you can lower your bar and you can take whatever you can get. But give yourself some time parameters to maintain a really high standard based off of what you can live off of, based off of what you are comfortable with. Setting time parameters for yourself can really help provide necessary structure to your job search. I actually talked about this in the Bossed Up book with a couple different profiles of women who were um, basically using the psychology of long-term goal attainment as it applies to the job search process. And a big part of that is allowing yourself to create focus by setting benchmarks for yourself, meaning I'm going to focus on getting my dream job in this city for the next two months. And if at the end of those two months, that effort has not yet paid off, at that point, I will pivot. So give yourself time parameters to to allow yourself to think then about plan B. Because once you have clarity on plan A of what you really want or where you really want to be or what you really want to be doing, give yourself a month or two months or three months or five months to focus explicitly on plan A before you start thinking about taking plan B. 
You have to set those parameters for yourself. Only you can decide what you're comfortable with. But really think about your time and timeline and how you can structure uh, yourself to really sustain your high expectations and motivation by using false deadlines, frankly, like made-up deadlines that help you provide a little focus and structure to your own job search. I'd love to hear from you if you found today's episode helpful. These are tough situations to podcast about because typically the answers to questions like, should I take this job or should I hold out for something better, are very personal, which is why Hired is such a personal program where you get really personalized feedback. And that's why career coaches in general are so expensive because Having someone or a small group cohort of people to bounce ideas off of and really get personalized feedback can make a huge difference in navigating the job search process. So if you are interested in learning more about Hired, head to bossedup.org slash get hired to get the details, and then let's get you hired in your dream job this year. If you use these tips from today's episode in your job search, I'd love to hear from you. Or if you have any advice to add, I'd love to hear from you on social media or in the comments section of today's corresponding blog post, which is at bossedup.org slash episode 205. You can tag me on Insta and Facebook and Twitter and all the things at bossedup.org or Emily Aries. And I'd love to hear from you and how you determine how to hold out for the best next opportunity for you. Thanks as always for listening. Keep bossing in pursuit of your purpose and together we'll lift as we climb.